It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Great pleasure to be with you. Join us during the week, Fox Business. The name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. And right here, you can live stream us on the Internet, LarryKudlowShow.com. We'll run all across the country and around the world and throughout the solar system. And speaking of the solar system, I guess we have to talk about the stock market, don't we? The Dow is off 1,200-plus points this past week. The S&P 500 is now back in bear market territory, down 22.5% year-to-date. Interest rates continue to rise. Jay Powell is growing more hair on his chest, I guess. He thinks he's Paul Volcker. The 10-year is up to 370. Mortgage rates, 30-year fixed, is over 6.5%. The dollar is very strong. And we are going to have to contend with a lot of very difficult issues. So to tackle this, Jim Urio, director of TJM Institutional Services, Chicago's leading restaurateur, and Jeff Kilberg, CEO of KKM Financial. Uh, Jim Urio, I just want to tell you for the record, cutting marginal tax rates is always a good thing. Okay? You didn't let me finish it's yesterday. It's always an unfair good argument. thing. And uh, if you're looking for a culprit, by the way, for the lousy pound, um, the Bank of England is not doing its job. They have very wussy rate hike, 50 basis points. They're way behind the Federal Reserve. That's the reason the pound is weak. But what Liz Truss is doing, you know, give her a couple of months to get the thing off the ground, uh, cutting taxes, ending the ban on fracking, uh, it's going to be a good thing. It's going to really help the uh, British economy. And that, and all these liberal media, I love this, the FT, CNBC, Bloomberg. It's like you caught the CNBC disease, blaming our sell-off on supply-side tax cuts. Boy, do I know that disease very well. You're like those people who post a video where they clip something off, and the important (laughs) part was coming up. Liz Liz Trust is a flicker of light in an otherwise dark chasm of leadership vacuum around the world. My point, which I still will stand by, is that (laughs) markets right now are in a bit of turmoil, to use that trite old word. And right at that particular moment, unless, I mean, I would have loved to have seen them accompanied by some maybe spending cuts just to try to support the pound a little bit and keep it from the absolute free fall that was in. And even what I wrote on Twitter uh, yesterday is that these tax cuts in these high-tax countries like our like theirs that are almost punitive, mm. they will always come back to increase revenue. My my only point was at that particular moment when she released that statement, there was markets do not like things that are unpredictable and shocks that are taken in when they're already feeling some stress. That was my only point. Larry, great headbutt on Uriel. Way to land a headbutt to kick this I mean, off. really. I mean, it just broke my heart. Uh, it really did. Am I just, back? Have I won you back a little bit? It just no, broke no. my heart. You're doing a little better. But you, okay, let's okay. put it this way. You're better than Joe Manchin. Thank I'm you. Right, so that. But I, I will say this, gentlemen. I mean, look, uh, interest rates are going to continue to rise. This is just my view, and I want you to comment on this. Interest rates are going to continue to rise. The Fed's target rate is going to go to 5% or more. We're in the throes of a bad monetary contraction, which is leading us into a recession. Profits are going to be marked down more and more. 
and the bear market, you're going to have another. This is essentially, in my view, the second leg of the bear market that started earlier in the year. You had some short covering that intervened in it, but it won't last. They're not getting any help from supply-side policies here. We're not producing more goods. In fact, Biden is spending more and taxing more and regulating more. So it's up to the Fed. And when you leave it up to the Fed to take the inflation rate down from 10 to 2, what do you get? You get a bear market recession and it's nasty. We'll get through this like we always do. This is America and the cavalry is coming. But uh, I'll start with you, Jeff. That I mean, I'm, 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 you know, quite concerned here, at least for the shorter run. Yeah, and I think we've all been caught off sides. You know, just like my fine Irish got caught off sides against Marshall, it's been a hellacious week. And what we've seen is, in my opinion, Larry, the second misstep of the Fed. The first was that they bought way too many assets for way too long. That was the transitory comment that they made back in 2021, which clearly was a mistake. But two wrongs don't make a right. Now, to your point, seeing Fed Chairman Powell grow a little additional hair on his chest and really feeling himself from a hawkish perspective, this is a mistake. We saw the two-year note go up to four and a quarter. Like you said, we saw the 10-year note go up to you know, a decade high at 3.82%. This is a problematic. What I do envision, though, that they're going to have to have this Fed speak this week. They're rolling out all the Fed speakers this week. So they're going to have to talk this back a little bit because this is going to potentially push us into a retest of the low, the intraday low of the S&P 500, and really unsettle investors because they are really making two wrongs to try and make a right, and that doesn't equal. I mean, Muriel can barely do math as it is. We have to help them all the time. But let's talk about where we're seeing all these earnings pullbacks, the forecast, the GDP, the unemployment rate. I'm really concerned right now, but I do think we will see just like in a game of chicken, I think the Federal Reserve has to back down here because it's too much, too fast. They the won't. The has been neck snapping. They won't. They're not going to back down. Trust me. Um, listen, rip the Band-Aid off. Just get it done. Don't postpone it. Just okay. get it done. That's what they need to do. They, I need in. Put me in, Coach. They, <laughs> when we when we talked, Larry, eight months ago, we're in the show, and your, your point, and I agreed with you 100% then, is they should go 100, 100, 100, get yes. this. That's right. Dominant. Absolutely, they should That's have. Right. But they didn't. And now you said leading us into a recession. The recession is already here. GDP now, um, the Fed tracker from Atlanta Fed, is already for the third straight quarter trying to drag it down close to zero. Mm-hmm. They're there. My point uh, yesterday, and, and I still stand by this point, there is this gray area where the Fed's not going to know. And I do agree with you that they're going to keep pushing. But they're, we're beginning to enter – Two months ago, everybody knew, yeah, they got to they hike more. Now we've, this is the first moment in time where it's like, okay, do we have to hike now? The answer is not as clear. We can sit around and say, yeah, we, we, they, we probably do. We knew they did two months ago. So that's what the stock market is having a difficult time with, too. However, there is some indications in the short term that the stocks may have put in a little bit of a bottom. There was a tremendous amount of put buying, of hedging, selling futures this week, records in both those levels. It's hard to go lower when there's not people who are being caught off sides from a risk standpoint. Real quick, Larry, I just want to add in to Jimmy's point. I do believe we're in a low. I'm really cautiously optimistic. But nonetheless, would you say with the 10-year note starting at 1.5% to kick off 2022 and now at 3.82%, I could have argued that the S&P 500 would be under 3,000. The fact that we're not lower, I'm taking a bit of solace in. Well, look at, you know, Wall Street, Wall Street snookered people maybe themselves, into somehow believing that there was going to be something called immaculate disinflation. You know, 
<laughs> Holy Mary, Mother of God, Agreed. pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our Come on. Inflation, it, look, the the worst of the oil price thing is behind us for sure. Uh, but inflation has spread badly. Look, you look at the Cleveland Fed median CPI has been rising and rising. It's now up to 6.7%. That's the 50% median. Actually, the 16% trim mean is even worse, so over 7%. It's spread. It's food prices and grocery prices. It's services. It's shelter. It's, but it's everything. That's the point. Wages, the Atlanta Fed wage tracker is over 7%. This stuff's going to take a while. You you can't do what they did and buy. Well, I push back a little bit, Larry. No, hang on. I want to finish. Mortgage rate. I want to finish. You can't do what they did. Uh, and buy all of the deficit finance of the Biden administration and not pay for it. You can't. The hand-wringing that you are telling me now should have been going on 18 months ago. So they are late, right? They just started getting to the point. This transitory stuff was utter nonsense. This this, Id- this idea that you were going to have immaculate disinflation was utter nonsense. There's nothing else the Fed can do. What's missing is some help on the supply side of the economy and the energy side. I'll grant you that. But, I, you know, you guys may be right in the short run. Maybe there's a bounce off. But you know what? You just kind of just get this done. And then the cavalry's coming, okay? They're going to start cutting taxes and deregulating again. And we'll all live happily after in the long run. Amen. Go ahead, Jim Uriel. Go ahead. No, I've, no, said I agree with you I've said remember, my piece. I've said my piece. Remember, too, that the, I agree with you that there's some structural macro things that are going to affect us for a long time. Even like the sources of cheap labor, the free flow of goods, that seems to be pivoting with the current administration and the current world order, whatever the hell that is. Sorry about that. Um, but the reality of it is, is that if we get some more um, sensible people coming in to the administration, well, to government in the next couple months, mm-hmm. that will go a tremendous amount of time. Yes. And by the way, people who accuse me of being political on Twitter, that's nonsense. Even the left, the Democrats, they don't prioritize macroeconomic condition as much as they prioritize other things. So I don't even think they would argue saying that the cavalry is coming in from an economic standpoint and as well as it should, or else we're going to be in dire straits. Yeah, I mean, you'll get, your, you'll get some relief. I mean, the the mainstream media spent all summer long telling everybody the Republicans can't take Congress, which is what they always do. But the reality is the Republicans are going to take Congress. Okay, you heard it first from me right here. Going to take Congress. House, absolutely. Senate, absolutely. Okay, and when that happens, and market's not going to act until it actually sees it, election night. But if and when that happens, then you probably start uh, – looking for a little more constructive market. But right now, you just got to eat, eat your oatmeal. I mean, that's we go well, through this. It's not the end of the world. In the long run, I mean, you probably want to have dollar cost averaging because in the long run, it's going to be okay. You just got these whack jobs, socialist progressives woke in here, and it's slaughtered the economy, but they're going to be thrown out soon. The first step will be this November. Well, let me strip <laughs> out the political component and just talking Amen. about it. I, I don't want to... <laughs> If I could get you guys to stop hugging for a moment. (laughs) One of the things that will really pump the brakes hard, which I think is being underappreciated, is mortgage rates. We've seen these interest rates move higher. We are seeing prices of homes roll over. We've seen massive inflation, no doubt about it. But when you see people no longer being able to buy those homes, 
that's going to be a wetter blanket, if you will, than people are anticipating. So I know the Fed is going to try and be nimble, despite the fact they can't be. But I think you're going to see such a reversal in the housing market, which is going to have a trickle effect. I think we are going to see this inflation really abate much faster. Velocity is the word I've used all year in 2022. I think you're going to see velocity in this immaculate disinflation component. By the way, monetary velocity is going up, not down. That's a bad sign. That's Correct. another little technical thing. But, 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 look, you guys are pros. You know, let's put the politics aside. The next shoe to fall is going to be profits. Profits are the mother's milk of stocks. Profits have held up That's right. probably better than one would have thought. You're, you're in a recession. The recession is going to deepen and broaden. Profits are going to come down. So far, the market pullback. This is what Jason Trenard said on the show the other day. The market pullback is largely multiples because of higher discount rates because the 10 years gone up to whatever, 370, 380. But you haven't had the profits decline yet. That's coming. You know it's coming as day follows night or something like that. And that's going to hurt the stock market as it must. But again, it's not the end of the world. It's just it's a cycle. We're in a bear market cycle, fellas. No, and I agree with you completely on the, the profits part of this, too. And I've argued for many years is that with the way things have gone over the last, let's call it, three decades, small business and medium-sized business are over-regulated and overtaxed on four different levels. They needed mm. low rates to be able to, to counterbalance that awful macro policy. So now that those low rates are gone and the costs are going through the roof for these companies, I agree with you. The profits are the next shoe to fall. I agree with Jeff, by the way, about the real estate thing. It has rolled over quickly. And the thing that worries me the most about that is that CPI data that they seem way too married to has that owner equivalent rents component of it that doesn't show up for six months. So we're not getting And I'm not saying that inflation has gone. I'm saying that in six months' time, it might be gone, and they will just start to realize it at that point in time. So the, fa- the, the way that they went overboard 15 months ago, I believe they're going to go overboard in six All months. Right. Too. i got to take a break. i got to okay. take a break. I, I'm, I'm just going to say, don't just, watch the median CPI from the Cleveland Fed. It chops up the highs and the lows. You get a much better picture. All right, kids. We have uh, Jim. By the way, Kilberg hasn't said a word about Notre Dame football. Have you noticed? That? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he just he, he mumbled it. Oh, he mumbled it. <laughs> Jim Urio, director of TJM Institutional Services. Jeff Kilberg, CEO KKM Financial, uh, lately of Notre Dame football. I'm Cudlow. We'll be right back to talk about interest rates. How's that? This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We are trying to talk about stocks and financial markets. It's very difficult because it's not a great story, but the show must go on. We have Jim Urio, director of TJM Institutional Services, and Jeff Kilberg, CEO of KKM Financial. Gentlemen, there's one more thing I want to toss out to both of you. Since 2008, with uh, quantitative easing, The Fed has essentially supported the bond market, and they've done so by purchasing treasuries and mortgages. Now, my hypothesis here, and it's a long-term view, is that the Fed is no longer supporting the bond market. QE is over. Now, quantitative tightening is in play, $95 billion dollars a runoff per month. Uh, we'll see how they do that. It's not going to be easy with mortgages because there's no prepayments anymore. 
But all I'm saying is, whatever your view, they're going to shrink their portfolio. They are going to stop supporting low bond rates. And I'll start with you, Jim Urio. What does that mean? And are people prepared for that? No, and they're, they're definitely not. But one thing you said that I, I will disagree with a little bit is that you said that they are, they're done supporting the bond market. And I think they're done supporting the bond market as long as the rise in rates is relatively orderly like it's been so far. Um, I think if that started to get you know, considerably out of hand, they would slow down their, their roll-off because they're not actually selling bonds. I, I always, in my mind, picture the guy at the primary dealer who gets the phone where the Fed calls and says, yeah, can you make me a market on a trillion? I would just hang that phone up. But so they're letting... <laughs> <laughs> an outright sale, an outright out. sale from the Fed's trading desk. That'd be a very cool moment, by the way. Is it, funny? it should be a cartoon. Yeah, make me a market on a trillion, please. No, I will not. Hey, boss. <laughs> but but anyway, my my point was that. Um, it, they're, they're planning on letting $95 billion a month roll off now. That's the, if they're going to flinch, if anything gets um, a little less orderly than it is now, that's where they're going to flinch because that'll be the least visible and the, the one they'll maintain their, their credibility that they think they have will slow that down because it won't be in the headline as if it, the same way as if they stopped hiking rates. That being said, you see the Fed funds curve. The Fed cur- funds curve has them easing rates by late fall of next oh, year, please. which I think is very, very that, interesting. That, fu- that curve is so full of it. That is such phony baloney. The whole Just bond saying. market has been totally perverted and wrong. They are not – oh, my God. They're not going <laughs> to do that, okay? Just trust me. They're, they're not going to do right. that. They can't do – now, uh, Jeff Kilberg, you could, the Fed could be uh, running its portfolio down faster or slower – Jim Urio is right about that point, but I'm making a bigger point. It's a broader point. The outright support, the outright purchases of bonds, treasuries and mortgages, which has supported the market now for uh, most of this decade. No, most of this century is over. It's over. And the bond market yields have not fully adjusted for this. That's all I'm saying. No, it's a great point, and they definitely suppressed rates. No one in their right mind thought that the 10-year note was going to get 1.5% for 2021. Yep. And to your point, yes, the Federal Reserve owns one-third of all 10-year issuance. But what's interesting, and maybe Yurio, I know he skipped a lot of classes in high school, Larry. Maybe he forgot to go to math class. But at $95 billion a month, it's going to take them five years just to get back to the $4.6 trillion balance sheet that they had pre-COVID. So, yes, they're making an effort on the $95 billion, but it's not even making a dent in their $9 trillion balance sheet. So I think we have to just understand that this is the new normal. We're seeing rates normalize. We've never seen velocity like this, and I've seen a lot of different cycles. You've seen more. But what's interesting is that, yes, they're making equities less expensive. They're not cheap, though. If you look at where we're at in the S&P 500 at 16 times forward earnings, yes, if you strip out, you know, the five top names, Apple, Microsoft, the usual suspects, maybe we're closer to 14 times, but that's not wildly cheap. So I think it's fairly priced. Is there more room to go down? Yes, but I think with the Fed's balance sheet not being able to go down dramatically, that is still a bit of a put, if you will, a safety net for the stock market. Yeah, but it's different than purchasing bonds. All I'm saying, it's different. And it's, it's like you have to look at it in second differences, Terms, okay? It's the change in the change, and the change in the change is going to be a negative for the bond market for as far as the eye can see. That's all I'm saying. You're at 370 
uh, some such on the 10-year, that is still uh, more or less four or five percentage points below the inflation rate. That's not sustainable. It's just not. It, only if the authorities, you know, rig the market. Uh, real quick, Jim Urio, short term, what do you do? Real quick. So I, I actually think short term, based on those statistics I said about um, options markets, I think there's going to be a bear market rally. I'm not saying it's any okay. sort of great thing, but I think there's going to be a bear okay. market rally the next week. All right, good. Uh, Jeff Kilberg, real quick, what do you start, Ron? Go ahead. Boom. 20 the seconds. The 500 was at 4,100 two weeks ago. You have to realize the velocity of this market. You have to play the range. I think you're a buyer as we test below 3,600. All right. Own stocks that there you know. There you go. A triumph of hope over experience. Jim Uriel, Jeff Kober, 